Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It is Niall Boylan with you right through 2 o'clock this afternoon. Sorry about that. Uh, Sorry, I have to share this with you, okay? I was just reading out the next bit of what I have to say here, and it starts off with hill farmers are seeking a law, right? And I said to Ashling, what's a hill farmer? She says, a farmer with a farm on a hill. I have (laughs) never heard the term hill farmer in my life. Are they just on a hill? Did you read that somewhere, did you? Hill farmers, yeah. Anyway, look, yes, welcome back. Hill farmers are seeking a law to completely ban dogs from farmland after a surge in attacks on sheep in recent years. In a new policy paper on the public access to farmland, the Irish Natura and Hill Farmers Association, oh, there you go, there is actually the INHFA, uh, said farmers are reporting that they are witnessing firsthand how dogs that are supposed to be on leads are roaming free and stressing and worrying the sheep. Uh, the members believe some walkers think they're entitled to let their dogs run without a lead in wide open spaces. It quotes one farmer who said, uh, he told, uh, told to cop myself on that their dogs would not bother the sheep despite sheep being in the immediate vicinity. While this is often reported uh, comment, the INHFA said this farmer was told to mind his own effing business. And the INMFHA said it has come to the conclusion that the best option is to completely ban all dogs by recreational users on farms. They said, while we accept that some people may perceive this as a drastic step, it must be recognised that the most recreational users are respectful and aware that you should not bring dogs onto other people's farmland. Now, I've heard stories throughout the years about farmers shooting dogs that trespass on their land. On their land. And I don't know if you agree with that or not. And it's quite common, by the way, more common than you believe that somebody who lives in rural Ireland, their dog gets out of the back garden uh, and is immediately on somebody else's land. Because, they, you know, if you have a house, you know, on a few acres of land, your dog runs out and he runs into the next, you know, field. But then he's on somebody else's land. Uh, invariably, that could be a farmer. And a farmer is perfectly within his rights legally to shoot your dog if they're on their land. They're perfectly within the right legally to do that and it happens on a regular basis. Because on a regular basis, dogs do get out and they they might not attack the flock, some dogs might, but they will chase them. And then what happens is you will see sheep that will run into rivers, they will run into fences, they will be destroyed, they will have little heart attacks or something, whatever and it happens to the sheep. I don't know what happens to sheep, generally speaking, but it's called worrying the sheep, isn't it? So today I want to know if you think it is cruel or acceptable for a farmer to shoot a dog. And I know you think that's a strange question, but most farmers will justify it and they say, I'm sorry, if the dog is not shot, I could lose three sheep. You know, that's a week's wages for me and my family. Maybe I don't know how much sheep cost. Some people might criticise a farmer for being trigger happy and would say it's completely cruel to shoot the dog. Uh, you know, simply for walking near his land. However, there are others who would say that he's perfectly within his rights to do that. And owners need to be more accountable. I want to get your thoughts on this today. And do you agree that farmers should have the right to shoot a family pet, somebody else's family pet, if it's on their land? I mean, are they right and should they have the right to do that? 
Uh, because I don't believe prosecutions are enough because I don't believe enough people are prosecuted. We heard one story last year of a guy whose dog got onto somebody's a farmer's land, destroyed, I think, seven or eight sheep at a cost. I think the cost was three or four thousand euro, whatever it cost. Uh, he never got compensated, ever. And the person was never prosecuted for it. Who owned the dog? I mean, you can't continue with that kind of carry on, can you? Farmers have a livelihood. Uh, the number is 87 8 So is it cruel? I mean, I mean, do you believe farmers should have the right to do it? Is it cruel or acceptable for a farmer to shoot a dog on his land? I know it should always be the last resort, but hey, if you have a gun in your hand and somebody else's dog is there and you have a sheep in the field, you're thinking to your, of your livelihood. Uh, the number is 87 8 Owen, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How do you know? Not too bad, Neil. How's it going through, boy? Well? Good. Not too bad at all. So, do you believe farmers should have the right to do it? I do believe it. And they do have the right to do it. And they, and they are correct to do it. And they are when doing moved, it. Yeah, and they're right too. When I moved down to rural West Cork, local farmers explained to me that I'd have to keep my dog in the leads to protect their livestock. Otherwise, mm. they'd shoot the dog. And... They kept their word to me. As long as the dog is on the lead and under control, I've never had a problem. Now, I changed dog a while ago. I had a Jack Russell, and farmers all warned me they're murder for going in and wearing livestock. It doesn't matter. He's a small family pet, and time passed. He, he died, and I have a new dog since, and it's a very big dog. It's a foxhound. And all the local farmers said to me, look, on." Hounds are actually less likely to worry livestock than sheep, than smaller dogs. But we still want you to keep the dog in the lead. And I'm doing it. And you know what now? When I was living in the city, there used to be owners who wouldn't keep their dog in their lead. And they used to be frightening my children, wandering and stuff like that. And I think it's irresponsible owners are responsible for dogs attacking livestock and biting children in the cities and all the rest of it. But some people uh, might argue and they might say to you, you know, it's not my fault. The dog got out. You know, he got out to a gap in the fence. You know, the farmer didn't have to shoot him. He could have called me. I would have come and got the dog. You know what I mean? Sometimes far- farmers generally, well, not all the time, can be quite indiscriminate about it. Once they see the dog, they just shoot it. Well, Niall, I had been asking a neighbour of mine for years in the city to control his dogs. Mm-hmm. When I'd come home at night, he had three large dogs and they'd be waiting in my front garden. And I'd get out of my car and they'd be growling at me and I'd go up to the front door and I'd put the key to the door. And I was calling the local guards and they weren't getting anywhere with them. And I went into Anglesey Street inside in the city centre and the sergeant and I logged us there with the inspector and I went out to the superintendent and he explained that they were all calling up and explaining it and getting nowhere and then finally I explained to that dog owner mm-hmm. that if his dog bit my children I'd shoot him not the dog and lo and behold I never again saw his dogs in my property. Well, if you're trying to shoot somebody, that tends to happen, all right. Um, the number is 87 Okay, Owen believes the farmers are dead right within their rights. It's been going on for years. Stay there a second, Owen. Let me go to Mike. Mike, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Mike? Hey, how are you, how are you Ian? How are you, Ian? Now, Mike, you're a farmer. Yep. Are you a hill farmer, by the way? 
what do you classify as a I, hill? I don't know. It was in my script and I just said to Ashling earlier on, I said, what the hell is a hill farmer? I thought they were just farmers. <laughs> well, like, you could have flat land. You could, you could have yeah, you could have flat things. land. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, I'm Mike... Simi hill farmer. Simi, there we go. Simi hill farmer. All right, so, Mike, I mean, I'm assuming you have a licensed gun. Yep. Okay, and have you ever had the need or, you know, to take it out because a dog was loose in your land? Yes. Many, many moons ago, I had to. Right, okay. And so give, uh, me, give me the circumstances of what happened. Basically, I was I coming into the parlour and there were, there were blood on their feet, their feet. Okay, so the dog was grabbing them by the legs, obviously. Yeah, grabbing by the legs and the cows were coming in distraught and shitting all over the place and kicking all over the place and they come in distraught and the next thing I'm going to have a sick cow. Yep. You know, and, and you've got veterinary bills and you've everything along to go with that. That, that, that that's it. That, that is the thing. Like people don't realise exactly what what and what dogs can do mm-hmm. when when they get the taste of blood. Yeah. That's the problem. So did you find the dog? Oh we we we've 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 we found the dog because the dog the dog decided to come back again and again and again and he got he got enough warnings and that was the end of that. Right, and you shot him? And and do you know who? I mean, I don't name the person, but do you know who owned the dog? The thing was that no, that dog was a stray. Oh, it was a stray. Okay. Well, I always say I I, I notified all my neighbours, and none of them had no no knew that dog. But the problem is, there's a lot of dogs that have strays, and they just they just roam the countryside, and the sheep get killed, mm-hmm. um, cows get attacked. Yeah. You know, and by the way, because I'm curious now because I haven't got a clue. But how much is yeah. how much is the sheep worth? Like you, you, you can be like a, a, a lamb could be ranging between fifteen to thirty quid, give or take, or it could be could be higher, all depending. You know, but I'm mainly a dairy farmer, so I, you know. But and how much is a cow worth? Uh, only two grand. Are they worth that much money? Yes, the Don Armadary go could could reach in between the bars between fifteen hundred quid to two thousand euro. All right, because they'd make you for if it's a dairy cow, it'll make you for a bit of money with his milk, obviously. For oh, they would, yeah, they of would. course, yeah. They okay, would. so they're well worth protecting because you know one animal could be a week's wages for you. Well, that, that, that's the thing. Look, people don't understand. Yeah, like cows, they're like farmers' pits, mm-hmm. but they're bigger than they're bigger. But like we classify them as pits. I even look. I have, I have names for all my cows. Well, most of them. How many have you got? Enough. <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. It's a real farmer's answer, isn't it? Okay, and would it matter if the dog, you know, so so let's say you go out. By the way, do you have sheep, Mike? I don't. No, okay. I used to, but I don't okay. anymore. Not worth the not worth the trouble, are they? Mm, well, look, I, I have I have I have fat lambs, so I'm okay. All right, okay, okay, yeah. Sheep tend to like the old mountains. They like to go. Yeah. So, okay, so if you're going out at night and you're having a quick kind of peruse around and, I don't know, your cows are out, I don't know what they're doing, eating the grass or whatever they're doing, the cows normally do at night. Or... And and fornicating with the bull, but we say, no, we, we won't go down that road. Yeah, having a quick one. And yeah. you, you see a dog, right, and he's going for it and he's chasing the cows and they're running around the field like lunatics yeah. and they're running into walls and running into fences and all yeah. sorts of things. And out you go, you get your gun, and then you realise, oh, I think that's one of the bloody neighbours' dogs. But the, it's got out of the house. And, but it's well, still attacking. Would you shoot it? No. You, you, no. The thing, is, the thing is, you go up to the neighbour and say, hey, look, your dog is loose. Like you, always, you, always, you always give a, I always say a bit of grace, if you yeah. get my meaning. But like if, like if 
It all depends if the neighbour, like our neighbours around here, great. They'd like we. Yeah, but you didn't know that dog was when you shot the dog the last time. You didn't know it was a stray. Oh, we knew. I knew. I knew, we knew it was a stray because I I know I notified all my neighbours. But farmers, farmers, generally speaking, I mean, okay, Mike, you're saying you might give the neighbour a warning, and sure, if it happens again, yeah. well, then be it on their own head. Uh, yeah. But you know, generally speaking, most farmers won't give a warning. They, like if the sheep are being attacked or the cows are being attacked, they just shoot them. But like, but the problem, the problem you see there now is maybe the farm, the farmer had enough. Yeah. Of it because it's it's happening. Like I, it rarely happens around here. But like when you have a hair thing, you know, with these with these hill walkers who live off dogs around the hills. Yeah. Like it's it's basically I like you could have one farmer who gets 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 his sheep attacked twice twice a day or three times a day by different dogs. Yeah. You just don't. You just don't. Yeah, that'd be you, difficult. That'd be difficult to put up with because I mean that, that's your way of life. You know what I mean? That'd be difficult to put up with. But that's 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 that's, that's the thing. Look, I know a dog is a pet, and look, we. But I, I don't have a dog at them. I would, we don't have a dog because we're too close to the road. Mm. But the thing is, this yeah, they are pets, but our animals are our pets. We have to take care of them when they're sick. As so, as much as people take care of their dogs when they're sick, we have to go to the vet. As, as as much as people with dogs go to the vet, and, you know, and our yeah. vet bills, our vet bills are quadruple of what dogs would be like. Of course, because you use them a lot more because you have a lot more animals. Of course, I get yeah. that. But, 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 but hang on, say there for a second because Sarah, you were in Ireland's classic kids. Sarah, I empathise with Mike as a farmer. It's not an easy business. It's getting more difficult, of course, as well. Um, but you know, if a dog is worrying the sheep or worrying the cows or whatever it is, it has to be dealt with. Yeah, but not by going and shooting and I you don't do that. Like I understand it like What was he what's Mike go, supposed to do? Well he said it's over like No, I don't mean going like get and bring it to a rescue centre. Get it and bring it to a rescue centre. Yeah, is that the same yeah, you know, stray. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I do agree with him, like he has got like as I say, like I have a dog here and he's my pet. And it's unfortunate because where I live, I'm around an awful lot of land where there is Sheep and cows, well, not sheep, but mainly cows. Yeah. You know, and like, I was going to work there the other day now, and I was driving up, I'm living in Baileyworth, and I was going up through Shercock, through Valley Bay. I work in Monaghan, and there in the middle of the road, there was around six or seven cows. Now, it took me a good five, ten minutes to get by them because I was afraid, and I didn't want to frighten them. And then, like, there wasn't sort of, like, I was thinking in around the area because I wouldn't be familiar with that area. Even if there was somebody that I could contact to say, like, these are out on the road. Because you do get big, mad, 40-foot truck lorries flying up and down the road. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, and so when I got by that, I was flashing. And they, they other lads probably... And the point you're making is you didn't kill the cows just because they weren't in the right place at the right time. No, because I love animals, <laughs> like... I really love animals and I wouldn't like to see any harm come to them. Yeah, but if you love animals, and Mike loves his animals, obviously his cows, because they obviously make him money apart from anything else. But I mean, if a dog is coming in and on a couple of occasions and biting the ankles off the cows and worrying the, God, literally the shite out of them. I mean, his well, answer was, I ha- unfortunately, something has to be done. So he shot the dog. Yeah, well, if the owner doesn't take responsibility. Well, there's no the owner, there's a stray. What do you want him to do? Bring it to a rescue centre. Oh, don't just go and shoot them. Like, sorry, sorry, Mike. What are you trying to say? How am I supposed to catch him? Am I going to be nice to the dog? 
after he's attacking my cousins or something like it's no listen listen I, I presume you're a very compassionate man because you have cows and yeah. you have a lot of empathy for your animals and I know like dog is like threatening them and I know you'd have fear of that but at the one time like have a bit of empathy for the dog but the thing is what happens if the dog attacks me what am I supposed to do well then take if the, the gun <laughs> Yeah, there you go. What's the difference between a dog, a, a dog attacking a goat and a dog attacking a person? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, like no, 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 I, no. The, the thing is, unfortunately, if if you kind of re, if you research into dogs and any other animals, if they get a taste of blood, that is it. They'll, is they'll no, keep coming back for more. They will keep coming back for more, and they will attack. They will attack a child. They will attack something small. I'm no, not like small. I'm not. I'm not small. So they have mm-hmm. some job attacking me, but they will get to, once they get the taste of blood. They're they are as much of a pest. Then you know, the, I, where I'm coming from with this, I have a dog and I live around. It's unfortunate, like, and I'd love to let my dog go off the lake, and I know I can't. And he gets so excited when he sees the cows. He gets so excited when he sees the horses, and sometimes it does be sort of hard for me even to. I'm not say so much as restrain them. Like, but I say, come on, bouncer, you know, but he's had to be thrown in the opposite way because he's that suspicious. And my dog is the most gentlest dog. Yeah, but, if he, but if he got off the lead, you said he gets so excited by the size of the he cows does. and the sheep, right? No, I mean, he got off the lead, he did, one time. And I swear to God, like... But he'd run after them. He might want to attack them, but he'd run after them. And what he's happens curious. is... Yeah, but if, yeah. He ru- if he runs after a herd of sheep and they all start running... They're running into fences, they're running into rivers, into ditches. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know. And I'd never forgive myself for that if that did happen like that. But now I was walking down my road there and I had my dog on my lead and there was gardens up above. The dogs were in the garden. They came out, they attacked me and my dog. You know what I mean? So it's like... Well, well, I know I agree. Everybody should have responsibility for their own dogs. I, I lifted, I had to lift the dog up, my own dog up. And then there was other two dogs jumping on me. Now, the fear that was inside me, I was thinking I was going to get eaten alive. Well, you can imagine how the sheep feel then. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose there, but still, like... Yeah. So, I, I mean, so do you think under no circumstances, even though Mike said to you it was a stray dog that had been on the land before, you believe under no circumstances should he be shooting it? No, no... He should bring it to a rescue centre. No, I tell you why that is, right. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is, when that incident happened to me, now, I know it wasn't cows. Like, I've often had a cow in my garden where I am. Like, that saves you like cutting the grass, doesn't it? No, Jesus, I wish good. Like <laughs> they say, you don't need like, a lawnmower if you have a cow. You know, cows are big, and you can't damage plants, and you can damage etc. Of course, I'm not they can. getting into that because, like, that's nature. That's part of nature. Mm. But my husband went absolutely berserk when I went back and told him what was after happening down the road, and I kept begging him. I said, "Please don't go down to them." I kept because what'll happen is the poor dogs will get took off that family, and I didn't want that to happen. You know, I, no, no, I, I know I do get you, but say actually just stay there for a second, Sarah, if you can. And Mike, let me go to right. Brendan as well. Brendan, you're an Ireland's classic. It's how you doing, Brendan? Hi, no, how are you? Now, you're also um, a farmer. I am. I'm a sheep farmer, and uh, I, I'd say on average, probably every three years, end up having to shoot dogs. But my feeling on it is that people who object to farmers shooting dogs have just no idea what it's like to see an attack on sheep. Like, I could tell you, um, and the distance dogs can travel, just to give you an instance to one that happened to me a few years back there, 
um, went up to the sheep field and there were two dogs killing the sheep and every basically it was a husky and a terrier and um, the way they killed the sheep is they eat their face off oh, no. and they eat their ears off uh-huh. and you have sheep all over the place with their nose missing. My wife there when I was cleaning up, she went, ran over to a drain, she saw the lamb in the drain to catch him and he looked up at her and the face is gone. He's standing there with his nose and his jaw and all just gone. Like the saddest eyes you ever saw. Then you run over and you put a bullet in his head. Like, in, I mean... In, you put a bullet in whose head? The sheep or the dog? In the lamb's head. Like, the poor oh. animal, their face is eaten up. Just You're going to put, put them out of misery. As fast yeah. as you can. Like, okay. okay. It's, it's, it's a horror. And then I had another instance where it was a farmer-owned hunt now, and they had a hound that they left behind, a feral hound, and he spent the summer killing my lambs. They're all over the countryside. Eventually got him. I got led into him eventually, but he you got led into him. You, so you shot him too. Yeah. I killed him. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it took a while. I was like up all night then trying to find him. So what? You were wandering uh, around. Uh, you were wandering around all night with the kind of the gun over your shoulder. Of, you know, getting the jeep and run around and check him a couple of times a night, and that is what you have to do. And I and I had more than enough on my plate at the time. So how many it's, dogs, it's Brendan? How many dogs have you shot? Oh God, I don't know. Ten or twelve, I'd say probably. Ten or twelve dogs. I have, I, yeah. yeah, I have a lot of dogs. I love my dogs. It, it just kills me shooting dogs. I hate it's yourself shooting a dogs. But like, if you keep animals, you have a responsibility to them. If you're going to keep sheep. You shouldn't have them if you're not prepared to protect them and take care of them. Yes. Now, if I go into a field and I see some old fool of a house dog and he's just around the place and making shapes and giving them a bit of a fright and they're not taking much notice of them. I will try and catch him and I will try and hunt him, that's fine. But if a dog is tearing, if he's actually biting, he is a problem. He will get out again and he will be back. So, so, you, so shoot him is the only answer. Forget about compensation, you might never find the owner. Just kill him or he'll be back and he'll bring a lot more dogs with him and you will have is some. It fair, Sarah, I understand what Brendan, it sounds quite callous what Brendan is saying, but Sarah, he's operating a business. Yeah, but I understand that. Should where are the sheep going to go? They're going to be off, and they're going to get slaughtered as well. Now, what the sheep? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, when the when the, when the, time, when the time is right, they get oh, a humane death. They get a very humane death under supervision of a vet. I, I yeah, just but you know that. My you have no idea what you're talking has about. Like, I, I know all that. So she says we one time we went down for a Christmas dinner, and they were able to pick out the lamb that we were going to have for dinner. Okay, well, and that absolutely tore my stomach. Yeah, but it's not the same as a dog being shot. You're, you're making a point that, the point you're making is, so what if the sheep is being attacked or he's going to die anyway, they're going to kill him for food. But they, 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 are, they are slaughtered humanely. There is regulations around that. It's not like a dog, you know, attacking him or a dog running him into a, an electric fence or something or a barbed wire fence. It's a completely well, different I, situation. Well, I think it's down to the individual farmer themselves because most farmers, like, well, well, there's two, and they both have shot dogs. Actually, Brendan has shot ten or eleven of them. Oh God, I just don't know. I just wouldn't have the heart to do that to an animal like. So what, you, animal so what would you do? You'd stand there and watch the dog attacking your sheep? No, I wouldn't do that either. But I tell you one thing: I'd want to be. I'd want to. I just. I don't know. I'd want to have no feelings whatsoever to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. If you came into a field and you saw a terrier holding your lamb by the back leg and his face being eaten off by your husky. You might have a different attitude 
I would. I'd actually probably would if I had a gun. I'd probably go over and shoot the dog. Well, then what are you talking about, Sarah? I'm just saying, no, I don't mean it that way. <laughs> well, I would. I do actually mean it that way. Yeah, well, that's like, what I'm saying. I mean, so you do it yourself. No, I don't mean I mean, if I, if you see it yourself, like, if that teen is just so, like, aggressive and there's no getting through it and, yeah, right, this is it. It's life or death. I, I strongly understand that. But, like, if my dog got off there by accident, ended up in the field, and next of all, I've seen him lying in the field dead. That he's after getting... I, I know my dog. I know his behaviour. You don't. You know what I mean? No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I, Sarah, I have never believed that line from anybody. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to you. You know, I, I, you know, and I have a dog, but I, I don't know. It's it, you know, every dog's behavior can change in an instant. You could have the, the friendliest, happiest, most wonderful, compassionate little pet all your life. Put it into a field where there's a sheep, and its instincts immediately probably come out. Yeah, well, I just think that maybe should, there should be some type of open mindedness before to pull the trigger. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there because I, I have lots of texts coming in. Somebody says, cannot leave my name. Kildare farmers show no compassion for family pets as poison is thrown into our gardens and on the curra. So no questions asked. No consideration for family pets. I could go on. Um, well, I, that's an individual farmer, I'm assuming you're talking about. I don't believe that all farmers are throwing poison into people's gardens to kill their family pets. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, the number's 087 Niall, show a little bit, bit of compassion around the family dog. I am. I am. But keep, if you're living in rural Ireland and you want to keep a dog, you have to keep it on your own land. If you don't, like Brendan said, he shot 10 dogs, over 10 dogs. It's liable to be shot because they're a danger to the animals. It's an instinct. Hi, Niall. I'm talking from experience here. Anybody who thinks they know their dog and thinks they can control their dog under any circumstances is only fooling themselves. I myself am the owner of a beautiful German Shepherd. Fabulous family dog. Great around people. Great around other dogs. Best pet ever. Took her for a walk in the Phoenix Park and she took off like a bolt of lightning. This is a very well-trained dog, usually would come on the first command and does what it's told. Took off like a bolt of lightning after the deers, herding them up. Now, she wasn't going to do any harm, I don't think. It was just her instinct kicked in big time and off she went. And nothing or nobody was stopping her. So... Anyone who thinks otherwise is foolish. Dogs can change in a split second, no matter what breed. Thanks. Yeah, that's what I tried to say to the caller before the break, or the message before the break. When you think you know your dog, you don't know your dog. Nobody knows a dog. And I've said this before in relation to dog topics when it comes to young children. And these clowns that send in texts to the radio stations or WhatsApps with pictures of their little babies strewn across some Staffordshire pit bull terrier. And by the way, if that's your animal, that's your animal and you love it, that's fine. But don't leave a baby lying on top of it because you're asking for trouble. Oh, my pet would never touch anybody. Of course you'd say that. But if an animal can change like that in an instant. They are animals. Ger, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Ger? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, you're a dog lover, but, but I mean, what, getting back to what we're talking about, you heard Brendan before the break, he's a farmer, he's killed 10 dogs at this stage, or over 10 dogs, because 
unfortunately, they get onto his land. Yeah, and I would give Brendan my full support. I'm, as you say, I'm a dog lover and an animal welfare advocate, but um, I would go one step further, Niall. Um, all dogs in this country have to be microchipped by law, and if the dog is shot, it's the family fully entitled to you. You got a bit muffly there, Jer. Fix your phone there. Sorry. Sorry, Niall. I'll yeah. go up here. Yeah. If the dog is shot, yeah. then the owner of the dog, which should be tracked by the microchip number, should be made pay the cost of replacing the last sheep or the lambs. Well, they've, they've tried this in the past, and we had a farmer on there last year, and he had lost two or three grand's worth of sheep down a, a ditch or a valley or something because it was chased by a dog. And uh, they knew who did it, went to court, the whole lot, no prosecution, no compensation. Yeah, well, that's typical of this country now. It's like the animal welfare laws in this country, but I won't go into that. They're completely mm. outdated. To get back to the point, um, look, I'm a dog lover, but people seem to forget that dogs, domesticated dogs, are descendants of the wolves. Yeah, well, we, we domesticate Human beings domesticated them. Well, absolutely. Yeah. But the, the previous caller, I can't remember his name, he was quite correct in saying that once a dog or a pack of dogs, even more, get the scent of blood, that's permanently planted in their DNA until they die, mm-hmm. and you can't change that. Yeah, it, it's it's part of their. It, but, they're, but they're hunters. Dogs are hunters well, by nature. No, but the point is, your previous caller said once they get the taste of blood into mm. their DNA, yeah. that's it. You can't reverse that. That's then permanently planted in their DNA, and they will keep going back. Okay. So. And I'm people, friends of mine now would be shocked from what I'm saying, but um, you know, I do a lot of cycling around the country, and I stopped one day just looking at a field of uh, little lambs and sheep, and they're the most docile creatures. And just the thought of a dog or a pack of dogs, which happens um, ripping these poor innocent creatures, this is just horrifying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would absolutely support a farmer, um, you know to shoot the dog that's doing the crime. Yeah. I wouldn't blame the dog, I'd blame the owners because any responsible owner has to make sure that their dog is contained overnight either in the house or in a secure compound in the backyard. Well, this is the answer. you really got to keep the dog in the, in the house. Because Absolutely. It, because if the dog gets out in a gap in the fence, that's not an excuse. No, it's not. You because know? If, you, if you like your dog and you love your dog, you should make sure your dog is looked after. And you sh- it's not fair to put that burden onto a farmer whose his livelihood depends on his sheep yeah, and sheeps sheeps like cyanide sheeps like dogs are sentient beings they feel pain they feel stress and you, you have lambs aborting fetuses because of of attacks by dogs or packs of dogs you know? and most of the time and I've talked to farmers on the air before about this most of the time it's not the dog actually even sometimes not even attacking them it's the, the dog running at them and that's enough to make them run and then he said, and he said, you've no idea when sheep start running, they don't look where they're going. They run into barbed wire fences. They run into walls. They, either they collapse. He said they've died, just, you know, heart stress. Or they run into a ditch or into a river. Yeah, well, you see, no, that's what I'm saying. The stress alone can cause a, lamb to, a sheep to abort a lamb mm-hmm. or it still fall into a river or a ditch or barbed wire, as you say. And it's just not acceptable. And it's as simple as that. Okay, well, we'll stay there for a second. Let me just go to Deirdre as well. Deirdre, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Deirdre? Hi, how are you? Deirdre, is enough being done in relation to this? Because it seems to be a huge problem across the country. And I, I don't want to be doing topics about farmers shooting family pets, but unfortunately it's happening. 
I know, me neither. But I think people have a blind spot when it comes to their pets. Mm. Now, you work in a nature reserve. So, yeah, so you'd be familiar with this kind of situation where dogs are getting, I imagine, getting onto the reserve. Well, dogs are very welcome on the reserve once they're on a lead, mm-hmm. as are <clears throat> all the young families with children. Everybody's very welcome. That's the whole point um, of, of creating these, these places. Um, they're not welcome when they're, when, they're, when they're let off their leads because they cause absolute havoc. Now, I don't want to mention where you work, but it just mentions it here on my screen. And I think I'm familiar with the area, very familiar actually with the area. And I have seen people bring their dogs down on leads um, uh, to a particular part of it uh, where there's an estuary. And um, there's a lot of swans there. There's ducks there. Young, certain times of the year, there might be young ducklings too. You know, I think that's a huge risk. You know, yeah. to do to bring a dog anywhere near that situation, leave the dog in the car. You know, beside you, you can leave the dog beside you in the car if you drive down, or or leave the dog at home. I don't. You know, don't leave the dog at home. Bring your dog with you. Just just keep keep them on the lead. And like some of your other um, contributors have said, you don't know how your animal is going to react mm-hmm. um, amongst other wild animals because they wear a wild animal. They have instincts. Yeah. Um, another issue that we have is people bringing their gun dogs onto the reserve and letting them loose amongst our rare breeds of cattle. Oh, no. Just letting the, letting them loose to 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 cause mayhem amongst the herds of cattle for for training purposes. It's and, so and they're doing it intentionally. They're doing it intentionally. Oh, they, yeah. What it's is going through people's heads? I don't know. I really don't know, and I won't tell you what they say when you ask them to stop. And would they be abusive to you? Completely. So they're they're intentionally letting gun dogs out in a field where they know there's cows. To, to purposely go after them? They're rare breeds. They're collections of rare, of rare breeds. They're in a nature reserve. There's nowhere else in the world that should be allowed to do it, you know? Yeah. And what about Ungarda Shekhan? What's their involvement in that? Or is, or is it possible? I have no it? idea. And we have rangers, but obviously resources are stretched and you can't be everywhere at, at every time. You would hope that people would be civically minded. You would hope so, wouldn't you? You would hope so. But, but see, everybody, when I worry about the gun dog people, everybody, and I've been listening to people say, oh, I know my dog, my dog wouldn't do that. And people have this kind of a, this view that their dog is, you know, little Lucy is a perfect family pet and she'd never do that. She's never attacked anybody or anyone. But they don't understand that dogs have basic instincts. Exactly. You exactly. Know? Dogs are brilliant and they're brilliant family pets. I absolutely love dogs. Um, but... Uh, you know, they also need to be kept under control, not only for um, the animals in places like nature reserves, but for people who are walking along the beach with their children who want to enjoy mm-hmm. um, a, a quiet walk in safety. Yeah. Because there's always a risk. There's always a risk attached to a dog. It doesn't matter how friendly your dog is. There's always that risk, isn't there? So you have to be conscious of that. And I suppose today we're particularly talking about people living in rural Ireland you have to be responsible. You have to keep the dog indoors at night because if the dog gets out and gets onto a farm, that's it. It's game over. The farmer's going to shoot it. Absolutely. There's a, there's a massive cost involved to um, the farming community when, when dogs get in amongst uh, sheep. Mm. And I was listening to your, your caller earlier on. It's absolutely devastating. I have a friend who's um, also a, a, a sheep farmer up north. It's a devastating 
um, consequence. Well, he descri- what he described was horrible there when he described about what the dogs do to the sheep. It's it's dreadful. It's it, well, it's it's devastating on 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 two levels in, in an economic way and uh, and an emotional or or, or mental way. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it must be like to come across a field of slaughtered animals. Yeah. Um, uh, for the crack for 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 one dog and also. Uh, that's a business that those people are trying to run. Yeah. Um, so uh, um, uh, financially, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive thing as well. And what steps do they take in the, the, the reserve to make sure, or to try and limit the amount of damage that's done by pets? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reserve that is open to the public and all are welcome. And there's, there's signage there and rangers occasionally, but that's it. Yeah, are people picking up the poo after them, by the way? Or do they, do they do they bother? <laughs> <laughs> do they pick it up after them? I'm just curious because we did a topic about two weeks ago, and we we talked about you know dog wardens. We've yet to find one, by the way. I don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah. I I think they're in hiding because they're afraid of the public reaction in general. You know. Yeah, because I've I've never seen it. Have you ever seen a dog warden? I'm sure they exist. I, I have. I've seen them on Port Martin Beach, actually. Have you? Okay, I didn't because I I know they exist, but I've just never ever seen one. Yeah, they have a tough job. Yeah, no, they do. They certainly do. Listen, thanks for that, Deirdre. I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you very much You're indeed. Welcome. Uh, they, I, I, can you believe that she works in a reserve and people actually bring their gun dogs onto the reserve to purposely chase after cows, rare breeds of cows, by the way. That uh, the number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Uh, let me just play a little bit of audio here for you as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. What line is it? Oh. Jackie, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jackie? Hello, Niall. Greetings from the rural rural west of, of Ireland. Um, I suppose, Niall, I'm here at the moment and I'm looking out at a nice flock of sheep that are nice and quiet and chewing the cud for the day. But, yeah, sadly, I have been a person that has experienced... Um, a dog attack and you know I was just listening to one of your, your callers there speaking on um, the value of the animals and it's yeah. definitely well more than 30 or 40 euros for a mm. lamb at the moment a spring lamb would be 150 to 175 well, he, well he, be, was, he was a dairy farmer a dairy farmer yeah. regardless of that we need to get the facts right okay. uh, and I suppose from that as well you're looking at a yo 200 220 depending on the breed the weight etc okay but I suppose from where I'm coming from is you have the financial, you have the emotional, and I'm not even going to go into the graphic description of... of well, Bren- Brendan went into like that. that. Yeah, yeah, Brendan went into a, a great where, deal of description. Where, where I'm kind of coming from, Niall, is um, I would be representative of an organisation called Irish Rural Association, and we are presently at the moment working on or trying to get proper legislation through, because at the moment, if... If there is a dog attack, and whether it has gone through the process of the Gardaí or the Rangers or anybody else, the fine presently is, is circa 2,500. Okay. Now, that is not anywhere near enough, as I said to you, because it doesn't cover the value for a farmer that actually Does the farmer it. get compensated? Do the courts no, compensate no, no, the no, farmer? No. See, this is the problem, and uh, we have looked at, Irish Rural Association has looked at the, the, the Scottish model, and what we're actually calling on is, is Minister Humphreys and the Minister of Agriculture, Charlie McConnell, to have full open discussion on it. And actually, I think it's, it's time that, in favour of the farmer, that there is full legislation brought forward, and indeed... 
wouldn't, dis- I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, you have to be covered for your loss, don't you? You have to be covered. And unless farmers, I'm not too sure what you, it would come in under insurance, but certainly I know it didn't come under my insurance when, when I was attacked some years ago. But, here's, but, the, but think, here's the problem, Jackie. If Mick down the road, his dog gets out of the garden, right, and runs down to your farm and rips apart seven or eight of your sheep or whatever it is, or does three grand's worth of damage, let's say, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And you take him to court and the judge says, oh, yeah, yeah, you should make, you should have more responsibility. And you prosecute Mick and you get, say, a 500 euro fine. I'm assuming it's up to two and a half thousand, but 500 euro fine for letting your dog out. Uh, and I tell you what, I'm going to award costs against the farmer for three grand for the damage to the sheep. And Mick says, but I've no money. Dingo. So therefore, you, you have to uh, take it up a little step higher and put a custodial sentence into place. Okay, so there make it a criminal offence. Make it a criminal offence. There has to be there has to be some legislation put in place here to protect the farmer and to protect their animals. And I, mean, I, I think that's going to be hard to do, Jackie, because as much as some people, as Deirdre mentioned there, but who intentionally bring their dogs onto land, uh, generally speaking, in a lot of these cases, a dog may get out by accident. That's going to be hard to make a criminal offence, isn't it? True, but if you if if and you just mentioned it there about you can't find a dog warrant, if the uh, the legislation and the rules and regulations in relation to the the control of dog act is instilled and is actually exercised, then that is game one. Because if a dog is found on a person's property without a lead, they're actually they're actually we are in, in, within our rights to, to actually shoot, shoot that animal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know. I have no issue with that, by the way. Yeah, and it's a, it's a sad thing to have to say that people have to do that. But I think now we are at the stage, I mean, this legislation being brought forward for, for a hell of a lot simpler things. And I mean, when we have organisations out there that's trying to open more access to people's private property because there's a nice river or a nice lake or they feel that they can walk into our private properties for willy-nilly reasons, and we won't even get started about the guys that come out at night lamping, minus our, our permission, we've no problem is that, with... Is the lamp, is the the lamping is still going on. Is that? Oh, the lamping is still going on. Oh, Many God. is the one that we have. Um, um, how would I say? Um, uh, escorted off our properties. And, right. Um, you know, it, you're using the word escorted loosely there, but I get you. I, get I, I am. Gist, I am. You get. You do get my drift, and I have no problem in actually doing that. But it is definitely high time that we, as as people in rural Ireland, and definitely our our, our organisation, as Irish Rural Association, we are definitely. Uh, going to and we have started Okay and are you getting together with the INHFA as well? We, we we have empathy and we actually we're only a new organisation we've only set up since April and we're dealing with quite a lot of issues I suppose um, in rural in rural Ireland and you can check out check us out on our Facebook page but this is one thing that has come to us I can tell you one farmer actually contacted us and says Jackie he said I'm a sheep farmer all my life and I'm a dry stock farmer and a cattle farmer a beef man Ten times in three years, that man has had his flock attacked now. Oh, that's awful. And he that's has awful. no comeback because there is no legislation there to protect him. Okay, well, look, Jackie, I've run out of time. It's an issue I'm going to have to bring up again, and we'd love to talk to you in more detail again, particularly about the lamping situation. I didn't think the was still going on. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.